and welcome to another edition of the On The Board Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean, you on the mic. Doing a solo show today, solo show today, me, myself, and I. My wonderful co-host, William Cherucci, a.k.a. Rose C, is on vacation. We'll hope you're having a wonderful time wherever you're at and look forward to doing another show with you pretty, pretty soon. So just a solo show today, just me, myself, and I, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean, you on the mic. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's doing good. And I'll get right to it. On this episode, we're just going to break down the NFL. So just strictly football on this show. Talk about Giants, Jets, and the NFL. Then me and Will will make our picks. Will texted me his picks while he's on his trip. So talk about being dedicated to a show. Will, while enjoying his vacation, still made time to send his picks. So Will, shout out to you for the dedication, sir. So let's get straight to it. New York football. We still have the Jets. Jets lost to the New England Patriots again. I think that's, what, 15 straight now? Jets lost 15-10 in what was a very rainy, muggy, wet MetLife Stadium on Sunday. And look, defensively, the Jets did what they had to do, which they've done all three games. Against the Bills in that win, the defense held it down to the offense, got it going. Against the Cowboys, it really wasn't the defense fault. I know they gave up some plays here and there, but, you know, every good, every great uh, defense is going to give up some plays. Offense didn't give them nothing to work with. And it was a similar case on Sunday against the Patriots. The offense gave the Jets defense nothing to work with, and you had a 15-10 loss. And here's the thing. Zach Wilson struggled. He struggled in all in. You know, and well, in relief of Aaron Rodgers week one, he did he did good enough to get the win. Struggled on the road against the Cowboys and then struggled at home against the Patriots. And fans are caught for his head. Everybody's saying, what the hell? He's this guy got to go. This guy got to go. But my question is, is it Zach Wilson or is it a bigger problem? The bigger problem in being that, listen, the Jets did not plan for this. The Jets' plan was Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. The Jets did not have a backup plan. And now, that's on Joe Douglas and staff. The backup plan could not be Zach Wilson because you didn't believe in Zach Wilson to begin with. That's why you made the trade for Aaron uh, Rodgers. Now they brought in Tim Boyle, who knows Nathaniel Hackett's uh, system. But Tim Boyle was expected to be QB3, not QB2, and definitely not QB1. But at this point, I think Jets fans may want him to be QB1 because Zach Wilson just simply has not played well. And you look at the game itself, Patriots scored one touchdown. That was a pass from Mac Jones, Mac Jones to Farrell Brown. I think that was in the second quarter. And, you know, the Jets, they trailed the whole game and, you know, they fought back and they scored. Um, at the end, they got... Uh, field goal, and then, you know, 15-10, and then they get the ball back after a stop. And then the Hail Mary by Zach Wilson falls off the left hand of uh, Randall Cobb. And, you know, listen, you look at it from the standpoint of you're hearing all these things that the defense is quitting and the team is questioning Robert, Coach Robert uh, Salah on, you know, sticking with Zach and whatever the case may be. But who else can you get? Jameis Winston from the Saints, not available because he's now starting for the Saints because Derek Carr was hurt. Matthew Stafford can't afford him. Kirk Cousins seems like a logical fit, especially with the Vikings are 0-3. But again, you know, 
if the Jets, by, by the time the Vikings are ready to give up on the season, the Jets' season may be over as well if the offense continues to to play like this. So, unfortunately, the Jets may have to go in-house. Now, they did sign veteran quarterback Trevor Simeon to the practice squad. Not sure if he's going to be elevated in time for Sunday night against the Chiefs. But kudos to the Jets for adding another quarterback to the quarterback room. It also goes to show you that if they believe Tim Boyle could play, I don't think, I mean, they had to bring in a third quarterback to begin with, but, you know, you know, we shall see, you know, maybe Boyle gets a shot if Wilson is, uh, is ineffective, but, you know, you got the Chiefs coming up and you, he's going to have to throw the ball. It'll be great if you run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, keep Patrick Holmes on the sideline, but the Chiefs have one of, if not the best, of under tackle in football and Chris Jones. And the rest of that the defense is very underrated. When you talk about the Chiefs, you talk about Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis uh, Kelsey, who's dating Taylor Swift. That's a combo for another day. Nobody talks about the defense. The defense is still, the, like, the defense is good. They've been good enough to appear in three out of the last four Super Bowls and win two out of the last four. So, <clears throat> you know, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens from here with the Jets because it can get early really quickly. And, you know, the Jets' schedule, we all knew when we when, when the schedule uh, came out, we looked at the first, that the Jets' first six games and we said, damn, you had Bills, had Dallas, had the Patriots, had the Chiefs, have Denver, have Philly. And I believe the Jets buys week six, if I'm not mistaken. That's a hard first six games. You're one and two, you're halfway through. And the good news is you get two out of the next three at home. So you have the Chiefs coming in, you got to go to Denver, then you got Philly coming in. The Jets, ha the Jets have to protect home field. They just have to. And But with that being said... You have to give the defense something to play for and something to play with. The defense, I think the, the, the defense has been great playing when the team is down. Imagine them playing when the team is up. Now you could really pin the ears back of, you know, Jermaine uh, Johnson and Carl Lawson, Quinnen Williams, uh, Clemens, Bryce Huff, uh, John Franklin, uh, Myers. You could really pin those guys' ears back and send them after the quarterback because you know you have the secondary in place uh to do those things um so you know it'll, it'll be nice to see the jets play with a lead you know like the jets haven't led this season up until i believe was the kickoff the punt return for a touchdown against the end of the game against the bills i'm not sure if they ever led led that game against the bills so it'll be nice for the jets to just get a lead and play with the lead and see how the defense does. Maybe Nathaniel Hackett calls offense differently if they're up opposed to when they're losing by three points, seven points, ten points, so on and so forth. So, you know, it's you know, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens from here on out. But the Jets can't think about you know October, November. Well, they can't think about October. October is uh Sunday the first. But you can't think about November and December. You have to take things one game at a time, one week at a time, and you got the defending champs coming into your home field Sunday night primetime, and everybody's going to be watching that game, and, you know, not much to really say further much of the Jets and the Patriots game. The Patriots did what they do. They've beaten the Jets 15 straight times. 
Bill Belichick owns the Jets, how Aaron Rodgers owns the um, uh, Bears. He just does. And I think we knew that the Jets' offense would struggle against a Bill Belichick-led defense. To make my point, the the, uh, Dolphins, week one against the Chargers, scored, I believe, 35 or 38 points, one of those two. Against the Broncos, they scored 70 points. Against the Patriots, I think they only scored 21, 23, or something like that, and Tyreek Hill really didn't do much. So, you know, if Bill Belichick could shut down the Dolphins, imagine what he'd do to the Jets, and that's exactly what he did. And the Patriots did just enough to get the win. They didn't do nothing crazy. They didn't do nothing special. Like I said, the Jets' defense played extremely well. But when your offense is not helping you out, you know, uh, there you have it. So... Fans want Zach Wilson to be benched. You got Joe Beningo from the fan going out of a tiki barber over the Jets and Jets fans saying the season's over. And you even got Jets fans saying tank for Caleb uh, Williams, who's the defending Heisman Trophy winner from USC, or Drake May, quarterback from North Carolina, or Shadur uh, Sanders, quarterback from Colorado, Deion uh, Sanderson. The Jets are not going to tank. The Jets got too much talent to tank, but the Jets do need to give the defense a chance. And it just may be switching to Tim Boyle or to Trevor Simeon or to a quarterback that we don't see coming. So we have to wait and see what happens there with the Jets. But they're one and two after three games, home game against the Chiefs Sunday night. Obviously not not a not the opponent he would want to come in if you're trying to stop a two-game slide. But listen, the Jets have the defense to keep them in the game. Yes, I know it's Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I know it's Travis Kelsey and Isaiah Pacheco and all these guys. But the Chiefs' offense through three games has not looked that great. Minus last week against the Bears. But the Bears are bad. But against teams with good to solid defenses in Detroit and in Jacksonville, Chiefs' offense did not look that great. The Jets have a solid to good uh, defense. So if they could just keep them in the game, I think the Jets can do some things on offense. Take a page out of the Chiefs' book. The Chiefs knew that they couldn't have Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith on the field in the Super Bowl. What did they do? Ran the ball with Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon and so on and so forth, and they led time of possession. And when you have an offense that leads in time of possession like they do, nine times out of ten, you're going to win that game, and that's exactly what they did. So maybe the Jets need to uh, run the ball. You got Brees Hall, right? You got Dalvin Cook. You got Michael... Uh, uh, Carter run the damn ball, Jets. The Jets have a better offensive line than defensive line. So, with that being said, I think the Jets need to run the run the ball more. Keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, but don't be so conventional. Run the ball different ways: sweeps, powers, traps, a counter, a toss, or a reverse. Throw things at the Chiefs that they haven't seen on film, and then if you want to pass, keep it simple: outs, in slants. Uh, bubble screens, screen passes, just just, just keep it simple. Now, obviously, Zach Wilson can't handle the complex stuff, which was meant for Aaron Rodgers in the first place, but you don't need to be complex to win. Like, I am a Tennessee Titans fan, and the Titans the last five, six years have won more than they've lost. And our offense is handing the ball to Derrick Henry and passing off of that. Nothing complex, everything simple, and you see what it's done for us. Obviously, the Jets don't have... Derrick Henry, but you do have backs to, you know, play and, you know, do some good things. So we'll see about the Jets, but Jets 1 and 2, 15 to 10 loss 
against the New England Patriots. 15 straight wins for the Patriots against the Jets. Moving on to the other New York team, the New York football Giants. Giants actually started the week three slate on the road in San Francisco. Giants were in on the West Coast for like a week because they played the Cardinals in that crazy comeback win week two. And then they stayed on the West Coast, traveled to San Francisco to play the 49ers. No Saquon, no Andrew Thomas. I think some other guys were out. And as they were supposed to do, the 49ers took advantage and they won that game going away. The game was never really close. Giants really couldn't get anything going on the offensive side. Defensively, the Giants held it together for like a quarter and a half. But Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy continues to show why Kyle Shanahan and company trusted him and not Trey Lance to lead this 49ers in offense because he's just good. Brock Purdy just good. Yes, I know he has some of the best weapons in the NFL. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, Brennan Ayuk, and a very solid offensive line. So he has the pieces to be uh, successful, but he actually has to do it, and he has done it. He made some questionable throws in the first half, but in the second half, he was on the money to Debo on that touchdown pass. Travis Kelsey a couple times. He threw a touchdown pass to rookie uh, Ronnie Bell in the corner of the, no, in the in the left front of the end zone. That was a money pass. So he definitely made some throws. And Giants also found themselves one and two. Giants could be on three um, uh, right now. Cowboys blew them out. And then they played the Cardinals. Had to have a crazy comeback win against the Cardinals. And then the loss against San Fran. If it wasn't for that Cardinals comeback, Giants would be on three right now. And all you heard in the offseason was, yeah, the Giants, you know, they're, you know, they're closing the gap on the Cowboys, closing the gap on Philly. They're already better than Washington, blah, 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 blah. And so far through three games, it's early. It's very early still. Week four is only October 1st, still very early. The results have not been good. The results have not been good for the Giants. Dallas is clearly better, and Philly is clearly better, even though Giants and Philly haven't played yet. We'll see. But Dallas and Philly clearly better than the Giants right now. Probably even Washington at 2-1 and one, probably better than the Giants right now. Giants' issue is they're their offensive line. It's crazy that both the Giants and Jets have offensive line uh, struggles. Even when the Giants' line is healthy, they're still a somewhat a question mark and you know you invested 160 million into daniel jones daniel jones is no good if he's not standing on his feet and you know the giants haven't done much to help him in terms of the offensive line in terms of their play um and you know if the line's playing bad then that means you're not opening running lanes for saquon if not opening running lanes for saquon then what do you want the giants to the giants to do defensively they've played bad in all three games 40 to Dallas. Well, not all 40 was from the defense, but, you know, they played bad against Dallas. If it wasn't for a miracle fourth quarter, they would have played bad against the Cardinals. And they definitely played bad some uh, Thursday night, last Thursday against uh, San Fran. So, Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator known for being a defensive guru and an offensive magician and all these things. Giants are starting two rookies in the secondary. Um, their first round pick Banks, and they're also starting a kid named Hawkins, and they got Adoree Jackson playing the slot, and they still got uh, Darnay Holmes on this team as well. And to me, 
how the Jets didn't shore up because listen, the Jets address the offensive line. Just the pieces are not working as of yet. So it's not a lack of effort for the Jets. Just the pieces haven't worked yet. The Giants, same thing with the secondary. It's not for a lack of trying on the Giants' part. They've drafted guys, traded for guys, signed guys in free agency, use all the resources that they have. But it's the fact that those pieces are not working as of yet. And you're starting two rookies on the road in San Francisco, a team that has Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. I think we knew what the result was going to be. So the Giants come back home Monday night primetime against Seattle. Seattle coming off a 37-27 win against Carolina. Seattle has two of the best receivers in the NFL. DK Metcalf, Tyler uh, Lockett. They have highly touted rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. Noah Fant at tight end. Kenneth Walker in the backfield. Seattle has a very potent in offense. The Rams shut them down week one, but week two at Detroit and week three at home against Carolina. They found something. And Geno Smith so far has proven that he wasn't a one-hit wonder uh, type of guy. He, he was, he's proven that, you know, last season, 2022, was not a fluke so far. Things could obviously change, but he's played well this season so far. And so look at the Giants. They may or may not get Saquon back. They may or may not get Andrew Thomas back. But the Giants have to play better on the defensive side. It's really the opposite of the Jets. The Jets have good defensive play, horrible offensive play. The Giants have decent offensive play, horrible defensive play. And so, you know, things are going to have to get figured out there. Wake Martindale is too good of a coach to have the defense playing like this, so I'm sure there will be some things figured out on that end. But, um, you know, with that being said, you know, it's one of those things where the Giants have to get it uh, together because they have Seattle uh, coming in a two and one team and you know Seattle they made the playoffs last year I picked Seattle to win the NFC West the defense has not caught up to the offense yet but I think when the defense catches up to the offense I think that the Seattle Seahawks defense will be pretty pretty good and match the offense and I think they're going to give San Fran a run for the money in the West so that in the NFC West so definitely not an easy game for the Giants, and then speak of the Jets' schedule after the game against the Chiefs, they got Philly and the Broncos, Broncos and Philly. The Giants' schedule is also brutal. The Giants host Seahawks on Monday on Monday night. Then a short week, they got to go down to Miami and take on the Dolphins. High-flying Dolphins team, starting two rookies against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Awadol. Not what you want. And then the Giants come back after that, stay within the NFC East, and then they go to Buffalo, who has Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Josh Allen, James Cook, who is playing very, very well as RB1 over there. So, but first things first, Giants got to focus on Seattle coming in. And, um, you know, we'll see what they do. They have to improve on both sides of the ball. The Giants have not looked like a team that was ready for the, the season. I'm a big fan of pre-season. Like, you know, common sense is not so common, but to me, it's as simple as to get better at football, you have to play football. You don't get better at things by just not doing it. You don't become a good mechanic by not working on cars. You don't become a good uh, painter by not learning how to paint. You don't become a good 
chef if you don't you know try different recipes and try different seasonings and ingredients and this that, and the third so to not play in the preseason when there's three games or four games depending on the hall of fame game three to four games to get you ready for the season why would you not take advantage of that especially with the bye week in between the last preseason game and the first regular season game um and i think that's why we've seen so many injuries and slow starts by players and teams think teams need to take advantage of the preseason but that's a comment for another day so that's a story on the jets that's a story on the giants around the nfl real quick a couple of things that stood out dolphins 70 points against the broncos they're three and no they're looking at the team to beat in the east they're going to go take on the bills that should be a very exciting game there my Tennessee titans took it on the chin they went to cleveland and lost 27 to 3 it trust me it was not that close miles garrett four sacks and Andre Dillard. Andre was a former first-round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Andre Dillard did not work on that left tackle. He played some guard, but he was really replaced. And he was just like a swing lineman, put in here and there for injuries, whatever. He's a free agent. Titans signed him to a four-year deal, I think worth like $29 million or something like that. And he's not played well. He's given up pressures in all three games. Four sacks to Miles Garrett. And then in the post-game press conference, he says, yeah, Miles Garrett was telling me some things that I did good and some things that I need to uh, work on. Andre Dillard, you are in your fifth NFL season. I believe it's for number five. How the hell do you not need to know what to uh, work on? I think Miles Garrett watched film of Andre Dillard and said, you know what? He can't stop this. He can't stop that. He can't stop this. He can't stop that. And he took full advantage, but was nice enough to tell Andre what he was doing bad. So not the look you want. So Miles Garrett, four sacks, Broncos scoring uh, 70 points. And then something that I found very, very funny. We have four 0-4 teams left in the National Football League. Broncos, Bears, Vikings, uh, Panthers. All four of those teams are 0-3. Week four, they play each other. The Vikings travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. And the Broncos travel back east after going to Miami. They travel back east to take on the Chicago Bears. Which means unless there's a tie, two of those teams will get their first win. Two of those teams will drop to 0-4. That is a crazy coincidence because I, the only team I could see being on three at this point would be the Panthers because, you know, rookie quarterback Bryce Young, new coach, sometimes it takes some time. I did not see Chicago, Minnesota, and Broncos being on three as well. That's to me is very, very uh, shocking to me. So we'll see what happens there. And then Nas and then Last but not least, another observation that I made was Philly. Philly went on the road Monday night, beat the Bucks 25 to 11. And one thing that we've saw in the offseason, Philly lost both their coordinators. Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator, took the head coaching job for the Cardinals. And... 
offensive coordinator Shane Steichen took the offensive job for the Colts. So in steps Sean Desai, who is now the new defensive coordinator for Philadelphia, and Brian Johnson, who was the quarterback's coach for Philly, he steps into offensive coordinator. Philly has not missed a beat. Matter of fact, they're probably running the ball better this year than they did last season. And they picked up DeAndre Swift in a trade, and it's only been three games, but he's looked really, really good. Hurts is not running the ball as more. He's throwing the ball more, running when he has to. There's no design runs for him. And, you know, I didn't think Philly would be as good because it's hard when you change both your coordinators to continue the, you know, continue, you know, what you were doing. But Philly, not only have they continued, they've, in certain areas, improved. And we know the rest of that team is solid, offensive line, defensive line. So, um, you know, it's crazy. When Nick Sirianni got hired by Philly a couple of seasons ago, everybody said, who? In, in, including me, who? But give them, give them credit. They knew exactly, they, they identified the man for the job. And listen, and this is now season number three, playoffs, first season, lost to Tampa. Super Bowl, second season, lost to the Chiefs. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Philadelphia this season, in season number three, but they're certainly amongst the favorites so far. So that's pretty much it from around the NFL. Let's get into some picks now. Let's get into some NFL picks. Thursday night game, Lions at the Packers. Could be a revenge game for the Packers after the Lions ended their season last year on Sunday night. Lions at the Packers. Will has the Packers at home. I'm going to go with the Packers at home as well. Um, Jordan Love has played very, very well. I should actually mention that in my when I was talking about around the league. Jordan Love has played really, really well. He's played extremely well, and it's one of those things where, you know, he should definitely get more credit than what he has. And, um, yeah, you know, they're playing extremely well. So shout out to them the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, so Will's going to go with the Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers as well. Moving on to the Sunday slate in London, the Falcons and the Jaguars play. Jaguars, you know, they're London's team, quote-unquote. Will's taking the Jaguars. I'm taking the Jaguars as well. They've lost their last two games at home. They do not look good. The Falcons are all defense, not really an offensive team. Think if there's a week to get right for the Jaguars, it'll be against the Falcons. Even though the Falcons have also played well, they're two and one. Give me the Jaguars to win this game. The Bills and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are at the Bills. Will's taking the Bills. I'm rolling with Miami. Give me Miami. Miami has won a game where you got to put up a lot of points against the Chargers. They've won a defensive battle against the Patriots. And then they put it all together against the Broncos. They've won in all three facets, coming at offense, defense, special teams. Give me the Dolphins on the road. Will has the Bills. The Vikings are at the Panthers. Will has the Vikings getting their first win. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet, too. I'm going to take the Vikings. I think Bryce Young is going to be back for the Panthers, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think the battle, one of the two battles of the winless, think the Vikings get the win there. Broncos at the Bears, second battle of the Willis. Will is going with the Denver Broncos. I'm going with the Broncos too. The Broncos are a talented team. Russell Wilson, Javante Williams, Courtney Sutton, Jerry Judy, Justin Simmons, Randy 
uh, Gregory and probably one of the best corners in the league and Patrick Sertan. How the hell are they 0-3? Don't know, but I think they get their first win Sunday at Chicago. AFC North Battle Ravens at the Browns. Will is taking the Ravens on the road. I'm going with Cleveland. Cleveland could be 3-0 right now. If Deshaun Watson didn't play a terrible game against the Steelers on Monday night a couple of Mondays ago, I think they'll be 3-0 right now. They're playing well. They, have, they probably have the best defense running them and the Cowboys right now. Their D-line with Darius Smith and Miles Garrett are getting after it. I am taking the Browns at home. Will is taking the Ravens. Steelers at Texans. Will is taking Houston at home. Houston coming off their first win over Jacksonville. I'm taking Pittsburgh. They've won two in a row after getting embarrassed by San Fran. They beat the Browns on Monday night, and then they went to Vegas on Sunday night, beat the Raiders. Then they go on the road again and get a big win. Give me the Steelers on the road. Will is taking Houston. The Rams are traveling east again to take on the Colts. Rams lost to Cincy on Monday night. Traveling east again. Will has the Rams on the road. Give me the Colts. Give me the Colts. You know, Colts won with Colts won at Baltimore last week with Gardner. Uh Minshew, I think Anthony Richardson coming back. He's played well in his two games. And um, you know, back to back weeks traveling east, you know, could take a toll on the team. I think it catches up to the Rams. Give me the Colts at home. Buccaneers at Saints, no Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going to be out at least a couple weeks with a, I think it's a sprain in his sh uh, shoulder. Willis taking the Bucks on the road. And I'm going to go with Tampa too. Jameis uh, Winston, not sure what he is this season. Haven't seen it yet. Bucks defense is playing well. They, they, they let that game get away from them against Philly. I think they right the ship and get the win. So we're both taking Tampa Bay. Commanders at Philly. Short and sweet, like me and Will like to say. Give me Philly at home. Will's taking Philly as well. Bengals at the Titans. Will is surprised me here. Will is taking the Titans. I'm not. I'm taking the Bengals on the road. Titans cannot block for Derrick Henry. They cannot pass block to allow Tannehill to get the ball to Traylon Burks, Andy Andre Hopkins. I don't trust that. Give me Cincy on the road. Raiders at the Chargers. Mike Williams for the Chargers out for the season towards ACL. Jimmy Garoppolo battling a concussion. Not sure if he's going to play. But regardless, both me and Will have the Chargers beating the Raiders at home. Patriots and the Cowboys. Will has the Cowboys at home. One thing about the Cowboys, they're almost automatic at home. When they go on the road, they're so-so. But they are automatic at home coming off a horrible loss against the Cardinals. Cardinals not bad as we think they are. And I should have included that in my um, you know, around the league look. Cardinals not as bad as we think they are. But give me the Cowboys. Me and we'll have the Cowboys beating the Patriots at home. For the, uh, the Cardinals and San Francisco, me and Will, short and sweet, both have San Fran. San Fran looking like a juggernaut picking up, picking up where they left off last year. Short and sweet, 49ers at home over the Cardinals, both me and Will like it there seattle at the giants give me the giants upset special of the week give me the giants do i think they're going to win no but i almost want them to win no seattle traveling east monday night game um you know prime time last summer giants were prime time but sunday night against the cowboys they got embarrassed i don't think they want to do the same thing twice and seattle's offensive line is not as good as the giants have played the first uh, three games so 
I think the Giants get after Geno Smith, which I hope they don't because I have Geno Smith on my fantasy team now. But um, give me upset special. Give me the Giants to upset Seattle. And then Monday night, the only one Monday, Monday night game this week, Chiefs at Jets. Will is riding with the Jets. Upset special. The resident Jet fan that he is, he's taking the Jets at home over the Chiefs. Will, I love you, pal. No way in hell. Give me the Chiefs to knock off the Jets. Patrick Mahomes, I think it's going to be close, though. Like, whatever the spread is, I think the Jets will cover that. I think the Jets will put up a fight, but Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid, I think they're going to find a way to score enough points to get that win. So those are the picks for NFL Week 4. Spoke about the Giants, spoke about the Jets, and my Titans. Next time you hear from me, it'll be both me and Will as Will will return back from vacation. So next episode of me and Will will have a end of the season review for the Yankees and the Mets. We'll preview what happened in the National Football League, including the Giants and Jets from week four. And we will pick our picks for week five. So wrapping up this solo show, I'm your host Sean Thomas, aka Shawnee on the mic. For On The Board Sports, peace, love, everybody have a great day, stay safe, love you all.